G'day and welcome to the Head Shepherd Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Ferguson, CEO here at NextGen Agri. I've worked in livestock farming and breeding for over 25 years, and through this journey, I met some truly wonderful people. It's fantastic to have the opportunity to share their stories and their wisdom with you through this Head Shepherd Podcast. It's also fantastic to meet new people through the podcast, and I'm always humbled by the generosity of people that take the time to have a chat and share their stories. I also very much appreciate you, our loyal listeners, who continue to listen in and provide your feedback each week. It's very much appreciated. This podcast is supported by our good friends at Allflex and MSD Animal Health, who are guided by the one mission of the science of healthier animals. Now combined, these companies have one of the widest livestock product portfolios in Australasia with a comprehensive suite of animal health products through things like the Cooper's Range and the ID and monitoring solutions that Allflex are famous for. Their products are all backed up by their exceptional service and we are really proud to continue to have their support in bringing this podcast to you each week. Okay, let's get this show on the road. Welcome back to Head Shepherd. We're coming to you today from the Ernstville Woolshed and uh, great to have Jack Devlin join us. Welcome, Jack. Hey, Ferg, how are you going? Yeah, good, mate. Uh, yeah, just getting into 2022 and um, yeah, I thought it'd be a good opportunity to see what's happening up in Marlborough and, uh, and yeah, have a chat with you about, I guess, pretty early in your career, but, um, but, uh, we've been impressed by that little book that you had when you went through the growing you must last and knew most things that you had going on. So thought we'd have a yarn. We might start with, yeah, I guess, yeah, career to date, sort of the, what, what you've done growing up and then sort of jobs you've had. Yeah, I sort of had a, Bit of a different start to what most people think. Um, I mean, you know, I didn't, I'm not off a farm or anything, but sort of have a bit of a rural background and grew up on the Port Hills in Christchurch. And my old man's the park ranger for Banks Peninsula and sort of live on what would be the old station of um, around the Cashmere Hills and the Port Hills and um, sort of enjoyed kicking gates open and helping out with a bit of tailing and, and whatnot and thought, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, might go learn a bit more and decided to sign up to Lincoln and uh, did, did a BCOM mag there and they decided they loved me so much they hadn't met for a more year because someone couldn't get his head around the budget paper. <clears throat> but um, that, that little bit <laughs> just meant that I could uh, <laughs> meet another year group of people and do the whole networking thing. And um, no, so that, that was good. And then, yeah, because I hadn't grown up on farm, I sort of really decided I want to do the whole shepherding thing and, and um, walk around the hills and be all dazed and confused and just, uh, yeah, do the whole shipping thing and have a team of dogs. So decided to save every every penny that I could working at Hell's Pizza while I was at uni. And so it was, it was actually quite handy because I'd come home with about three or four nights worth of feeds for, for the flat. So saved up my pennies and um, bought two dogs and managed to get a summer job at, um, in the McKenzie country and started up there for a summer and, and loved it. And thought this was for me, and then that's when the old hook up of uni decided to give me a call up and say, "Hey, buddy, you're not quite done here yet." So I had to come back and do three papers for a year, <laughs> and uh, which was quite good because I the head was definitely ready to not stay, stay at uni. But um, yeah, so I I signed up. I lived, lived back at home and signed up um, myself to be a contractor. So thought I've got the whole commerce degree, so I might as well sign myself up and do um. But a casual contracting and made a business and that yeah we were down the we were down the track didn't end up going so good I forgot I had a student loan and didn't pay a few payments and yeah so but yeah good good few lessons and um kept that casual up and sort of spent a lot of time around um Canterbury and and thought I oh, yeah everyone seems to be floating up to the North Island so 
went went up there and did a few few months and thought uh, I'd sort of rather the big country stuff and and stuck stuck out on the back of a horse and um and head down and and, and do that. So I decided to head down south and um, went to a place that I did a bit of um, summer work and drenching work to a place that's Glenary Station down in Southland, Northern Southland. That sort of comes essentially up to Alexandra um, and did two and a bit years there and loved it. It was a, a big sort of system of um, yeah deer, cattle and sheep and it was just a big just a big learning curve and it was sort of actually putting to, to skill what I'd learned at uni to um, putting it on a sort of a real term basis which was really good and some of the things that you thought would work and ideas that you had at uni sort of quickly you quickly realised that yeah that definitely wouldn't work or it could and enjoyed that and then thought I'd yeah go overseas and so I decided to get my scan structure certificate and went to Japan um, mid-COVID and got turned around pretty quickly after having two months there and and yeah, suddenly wound back up in, in New Zealand and thought, I, I'll stick down and try to find a good job. And um, yeah, gave Fraser Avery a call and, and it was originally just for a, a bit of a how you go. And I, I understand you've got a pretty cool system. It'd be cool, cool to um, come give a hand for tailing if you could just feed myself and the dogs. And um, and I'd love to, love to see what you guys do up there. And by the end of the phone call, he sort of said, oh, I hope you know that you come out here for a job interview, not a, um, not a bit of work experience. So that was pretty cool. And yeah, I guess that's where I am now. Yeah, awesome. How was that transition from, I guess, yeah, it's not yeah, not as common that people come from a, I guess, not from a farm and end up end up with a couple of dogs and shepherding. That, did you find it pretty supportive, the general, everyone helpful or had a few tough times? Or? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was, everyone's pretty, pretty warming and arms are wide open. So it was, it was awesome. It was cool. I really... I got a bit of shit for essentially being a scrog and munching Doc Park Ranger's son, which was quite funny because now the tides are turned and <laughs> everyone's going, oh, um, those native plants and birds and stuff that you've sort of grown up with, like, how do you deal with those? It's not sort of like a, <laughs> <they're> a collar pot. <laughs> how many how many weathers do you have on the back, back block? It's, yeah, so it's, it's quite a cool, yeah, it's, it's quite a cool contrast to growing up um, being on a farm. So it's not, it's good. At, each each of uh, has, has its strengths strength and weaknesses. So yeah, yeah. Well, being an Aussie living in New Zealand, I understand the the kind of <laughs> the kind of kind of jokes that come our way. But it's all, yeah, no, it's yeah. All good. No, it is. Um, yeah, it is interesting how that over that time it will have changed a bit in terms of how we think of or yeah, how, how important the environment is and that sort of caper. Obviously, yeah, Bonavarie is what our listeners will have heard of Doug Avery and Fraser Avery and their sort of I guess transition from. From a, what was a pretty broken system to what is a, a, a award-winning leading sort of production system, and yeah, some, obviously now Fraser's got full control and with with the team, and um, but yeah, and Doug set it up to go. That's a yeah, it'd be an innovative place to work for sure. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, it's I mean, it's my first sort of management role when you're stepping into a pretty well-run system, and they've really just working on the one percenters now and. Yeah, Doug's done a tremendous job at setting up, um, at setting up the place and, and figuring out what works and what doesn't. And Fraser's jumped on the back of that and then done, done, it, an outstanding job. And I'm sure Doug would say it's a lot better job than he did. Um, but no, it's it's pretty cool. And yeah, stepping into something that's there and done. And um, yeah, it's, it's awesome. 
yeah, I'm sure at some stage down the line we'll have probably both Doug and Fraser on on this podcast. But it's interesting to start with start with one of the one of the staff members rather than the the. Uh, but it's yeah, great great to get your perspective. What is the for those who haven't uh, come across the Avery's, What is the sort of production system there? We're two and a half thousand hectares on sort of. Yeah, in, in Marlborough, sort of uh, eastern Marlborough, um, right against the salt works. And we have very low rainfall. Um, we're about 530, 540 mil a year. And the salt works, which you know, harvest a lot of the table salt around New Zealand, they measure um, 1450 evapotranspiration a year. So we're kind of always in a deficit. But that, that's kind of our strength. Um, we, we, know, we know what we've got and we can then... Uh, harvest what we want to, so we'll harvest what we can get. So we've got key times of the year where we measure and 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 get results, and where we can um where we yeah and, and key strategic times where we go right that's 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 the date where we know that after then we we can't grow anything or we can't get anything away. Um, so it's a it's a really concise system um, that has a lot of really calculated decisions. Um, which is awesome. It takes takes the whole emotion out of a lot of the stuff that goes behind the whole system of farming. Um, but yeah, we we sort of run. Yeah, we put six thousand ewes to the ram. Uh, we mate all our hoggets, and we've got a system with uh, three fifty breeding cows, which is slowly going up. And we have a well, not at the moment, but we um we we used to run about three four hundred carryover cows. Um, which are really good mowers and just keep everything tidied up. And we also run a um, bull beef operation, which we get buy-in um, fridge and bull calves and buy-in as we see the opportunity to, to as well and sort of finish around that 400, um, 400 head mark, which will sort of get go to slaughter between yeah October and December. But yeah, we've got a, a terminal block sort of down the road, which is about 500 hectares, and that's sort of it's a, it's a new thing we've had the last three or four, year, uh, four or five years, and it's yeah, it's sort of finally getting up to where, where we want it, which is good. Yeah, cool. So you might have mentioned it, or I might have missed it, but uh, obviously Lucen was the sort of the foundational. That was the, I guess, the, maybe the big shift that Doug made, and Fraser's in. I guess is still Lucen, sort of the. The basis of the whole production system there, and like dry land loosen production is sort of kept is what what makes the whole thing tick. Is that still the case? Or? Yeah, so we we've got about three hundred and fifty hectares of loosen in at the moment, and yeah, we can't, can't kind of to put in between sixty at least sixty hectares a year, and we kind of need that sixty hectares for joining our new hoggets or new lambs or hoggets I sort of get confused with the terminology of thing in this new masterclass um, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, yeah no it's yeah we need sort of 60 60 to, to cover cover them get them through mating and at times we, we go up to 100 hectares a year um, but yeah it sort of gives us about a, a seven se- seven year sort of window of, um, of having stands around and and yeah we it's, it's, a, it's a huge drive to our system we, we use it all year round we lamb on it, we finish on it, we use chew, sit on, yes, yeah, between two inches in the dirt um, on it for, for winter. So we sort of, yeah, we, we heavily rely on it. And it's a it's an awesome um, plant at, 
at gathering the moisture from depths of meters down um, down to the dirt. So it's a, it's a huge benefit to us, and it really we yeah we we wouldn't really have a system without it. Yeah, cool. I mean, there'll be a few Australians out there like saying that when you said that five forty mil was it's low rainfall, where I grew up at three hundred mil rainfall, but the um, but I think it, I people I can assure people that every time I drive past, it always looks like it's dry. Like, you know, it's very, it's um, with that evaporative transformation and probably fair bit of wind and stuff. It's not, yeah, it never looks, never looks like what people might exp- expect when they think of New Zealand and green hills and and lots of rain. It um, certainly does look more like Australia through that that part of the Marlborough for sure. Oh, yeah, it doesn't help that a third of our farmers in that north northwesting northwest facing stuff, and we just see weeks and days and months of it just constantly bettering us. So that really, yeah, just if it's you wouldn't even call it standing hay; it's just bark, and <laughs> it's not much nutritional value <laughs> to it, but it somehow seems yep. to hold cows and that on it. Yeah. What's your role there now, or I guess what did you start at? I mean, or maybe it's the same role, but yeah, what's sort of your your position and day to day sort of things that you manage? Uh, um, yeah, two I see here, so um, look after the home block here, which is pretty much two thousand hectares, and, and help down the road a little bit as well. Uh, we've got a stock manager down there, uh, a few shepherds, and a tractor driver, and a couple of casuals that we get in, as well as Fraser, a big dog. Um, and yeah, so I pretty much cover day-to-day running and um, in that sort of transitional phase at the moment, so I've been here for, I think it was a year in October um, and sort of it took quite a bit to get head around the whole Southland farming system. We've always got grass and everything up here, so it's, it's quite cool sort of taking a few more keys to the kingdom as, um, as the months go by. So yeah, responsibility is getting bigger and bigger, which is cool and it's a cool challenge and I'm sort of hopefully growing into. But, yeah, so hopefully, yeah, in the next few while, that'll only become more and um, a bit more of a challenge. Yeah, awesome. The, um, I guess one thing everyone on the Growing Your Masterclass was impressed with was your ability to recall numbers or find numbers. Um, is that something that you brought to the role or something that, that Bonnery is very sort of, I guess, metric-focused or how's that? And what systems do you use, I suppose, in terms of just keeping track of what's happening? Fraser's always been very keen at um, at monitoring and measuring and, and recording data. I sort of came into this role thinking that with the whole uni thing and, and the networking and and the amount of data that you collect and and, and everything you do um, in class was was pretty cool. And I thought I was somewhere I really could see myself entering in the future. And so I just naturally um, would, did it anyway and sort of brought a few changes to the systems. Um, the way we record and, and sort of got Fraser onto Google Drive and now the whole of the team from Shepherd Tractor Driver right up to Fraser, we all have access to all the data and everything and, and weekly planners and stock rotations. So if anyone wants to have a look at it, it's all it's all there. And um, it's, it's something that it has been done quite religiously here at Bonnevary. Um, the, the key data points and stuff regarding weaning and all that sort of stuff has always been there. Um, the, we used to use EID and they Fraser went away from it a couple of years ago just because they sort of felt that they couldn't that they were measuring all this really cool stuff and getting all this good data but couldn't really deliver on it and, and there was no way that like, 
it's just a bit of a missing point and I'm sure a lot of farmers would sort of feel the same that they couldn't really get anything out of the data they were putting in. So there was a lot of time going into it, a lot of extra time. So, so they were always religiously doing um, the condition scoring at the, the key times of year and the weighing. But just that smaller stuff like um, that scanning time, measuring multiples and, and fetal age and I've been pretty big on trying to get back into that and I think that there's definitely going to be a way in the future where we can look back at results and, and look at animals in certain ways and go, right, cool, do we really want to be breeding from that? And yeah, so it's trying to bring my own twist to to Bonavere and, and try and get back into that recording in, 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 in the sheep flock and we're doing quite a bit in the cattle flock. Uh, we just started up um, with Zoetis with um, Inherit Select. So we tissue sample everything at calf marking and um, and hoping to get into that sort of top bracket of the um, of that sort of that beef stuff and get get that premium line brand that um, everyone's been trying to chase and we think that that's probably a really good way about getting getting to it is um, understanding what we've got and um, in our cattle flock and trying to go from there. Yeah, cool. The um what sort of uh, systems are you using, like communication internally? Is that somewhere on Google Drive, or how does the team sort of interacting? Uh, a lot of it, yeah, is on WhatsApp. Um, we've got a group chat, and then just message um, each other through that uh, about stock shifts or whatnot or water leak. Um, use FarmIQ pretty heavily, which is really handy for. At times, we've got, I think, in the latter half of the spring, it was. 61 mobs on the place and 429 paddocks. So it's pretty handy having the Farm IQ map there with mobs of bulls and cows and stuff that can't be next to each other. So it can quickly turn into a nightmare if, um, yeah, a bit of lapse in concentration. And, and it's, yeah, it, 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 that helps hugely, uh, especially transitioning to the role and, and figuring out what to do. Yeah, we use Google Drive for, for communicating between stock managers and, and Fraser. Um, and even when people are on for the weekend, we just print out that and say, here we go. There's, they know where everything is on farm. So if something happens, they can make decisions for themselves if they feel that they can do that. And that's what we're sort of trying to drive at the moment. Is, um, a bit of, uh, yeah, we've got, we've got an awesome culture here at the moment and we're trying to yeah, drive a lot of just make your own decision and, and back yourself. So that's slowly getting us there and um and that's really helping us. But, yeah. That's yeah, that's really good to hear. And yeah, you know when you're in a good team when yeah, people are confident to make good decisions and or decisions and know that if they get it wrong they're gonna be supported rather than get rather than get chastised. So that sounds like yeah, <laughs> things are going pretty well there. Yeah, when I think for those who haven't used Google Drive or any sort of cloud based system I suppose, but yeah, we Google Drive is a big part of what we do and it's just awesome to have everyone having access to the same documents and being live and ready to roll is, is pretty, uh, yeah, I guess back, I don't know, a few years ago I wasn't using it and it was, yeah, you're sort of emailing stuff around or whatever and, it, yeah, you always end up in version control ends up being terrible, whereas at least in Google you know that it's all the same documents, pretty, pretty uh, changed, changed how we can do business, I suppose, with the, in, with cloud computing. Yeah, it sort of helps that whole um, a new person entering into the, into the system as well. There's no, it's kind of just like a big online whiteboard that they can go there and have a look. And we've, well, I've sort of been trying to have 
um, different files on there about the life cycles of animals, and we can see when key times are to to, to management, whether we can condition scoring or weighing or drenching or whatnot, and a couple of photos next to it as well, so we can assess how how the, how the stock are doing just based on a visual on a visual basis, let alone a, just a it's all good having a number there, but it, it really helps um, people to get their eyes around everything and their heads around everything if they can put two and two together. So sort of trying to build a wee bit of a database there for um, any new shepherds or track drivers or even if I leave and come back, like someone else comes back in, it's all there and ready and it, it, it aids with that whole transition. And the quicker you can do that, the, the better you can get back on top. Yeah, awesome. Um, it was great to have you in the Growing You Masterclass, Jack, and for those who don't know what that is, it's a course that we've been running. We've run two cohorts now and we start again in in March with 12 or 13 weeks of um, sort of experts from across Australia and New Zealand. Um, yeah, I just thought it'd be good to hear, yeah, I guess, what, what you thought of it, what you sort of got out of it and whether well, yeah, whether you'd recommend it to other people, I suppose. Uh, yeah, I actually heard it. I must have been listening to one of your podcasts going on a drive or something and just listen to three or four at a time and I must have missed missed it when you said um, come and join so I actually emailed Orla about two weeks after it had already started and thought oh this is something that would be pretty cool to try to jump on board with and um, caught up on a couple a couple of the sessions and thought oh shit this is actually um, this is some high level thinking and, and it's it's all real on farm good on-farm knowledge that you can really turn into something and I, I, I loved it and I said to Fraser like oh, I'm gonna do this that's all right and he said yeah cool let's go get into it and um and I, I thought it was awesome like the people that were on there were some pretty heavy hitters from Australia um good good farmers and really switched on blokes and, and ladies that knew what they were talking about and could um could give you some good advice as well so it was quite cool to they're part of a fairly big knowledge base there and um, be able to ask questions and, and even give input. And I sort of did the old classic, just sit there and, and pull what you could out of it. And then I thought, oh, I'm not going to get what I, I'm not going to get the most out of it unless I have some input. So I thought I'll get my little wee book out and um, and throw some numbers and figures about what we got here in New Zealand. And um, I was surprised it was only about three or four Kiwis in it. But I just thought that there was so much relevance to it, even though some uh, most of it was sort of explained in Australian terms. But it was there was so much um, cross between it that it was it was it was awesome. I pulled so much out of it, and yeah, like when like bringing a bit of data and facts to it was 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 good. It gave everyone else something to to talk about and sort of analyse the system that you're on, and and you can figure out like what. What you're doing is right. What 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 you're doing is right, and what you're not doing is wrong. So it was um it, it was awesome, eh? and yeah, having like yourself and Tomo and Ox and all these big boys there, it was um it was wicked, eh? I would sort of almost want to sign up and do it again because I reckon that um <laughs> I'd definitely pull something out of it. Yeah, awesome, and I think um, particularly your cohort, like that second cohort, where it was a really as a result of yeah people leaning in like yourself and yeah just. So I came and went a bit, obviously, as you know, um, with other people in there speaking. But, uh, yeah, just that, that real sort of feel that there's a friendship group, even though people had never met each other, just met each other over over the few, like, 12 weeks together every Tuesday night or whatever, you sort of start getting to know each other, which is pretty cool. And, yeah, it was great to see. And, yeah, it's really 
growing into something that's yeah, important for what for what we do. So yeah, that's no, great to it was great to have you on, and uh, yeah, you're more than welcome to watch it again, mate. That's uh, once you it'll be going again in March, but uh, we'll participate again. But um, we might we might get close to wrapping it up there, Jack. But just before we go, I guess what's what's the big hairy audacious goal for for Jack Devlin? Is there you got any grand plans or just suck it and see at this stage? Or? Still haven't scratched that overseas bug yet. Um, so go do that for go to another ski season or go to some yeah travelling and do that. And um, yeah, I don't know. Sort of continue on this learning curve of farming has, has been pretty cool. And yeah, just sort of try find opportunities and and see where I can make a difference and and learn some learn some more. And I don't know. Yeah, figure things out. I haven't really got a, a grand scheme of where I want to be, but just yeah. Keep doing more industry stuff and 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 helping out where I can and learn what I learn learn what I don't know. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, no, I think some of your attitude and drive will, will definitely go well. So yeah, it'd be good to track how that pans out over the next few years. But yeah, thanks thanks very much for coming along today and and uh, yeah, contributing your thoughts and, and hearing your story. It's been it's been awesome, and we uh, look forward to catching up. Yeah, absolutely. Give us a bell when you're up in Marlborough, and we'll show you what some dusty hill country looks like. <laughs> Thanks, mate. I know what dust looks like, but it'll be good to see your dust. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Cheers. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Ed Shepherd Podcast. If you enjoy listening in each week, please take a moment to subscribe or even give us a review. That'd be fantastic. And if you do get a moment to share it with your networks, we'd also love that so that we can share these great stories with more people. Thanks again to our friends at Allflex for sponsoring this episode. Allflex are wonderful supporters of the Australian and New Zealand livestock industries. Combined now with MSD Animal Health, they offer one of New Zealand and Australia's largest livestock product portfolios, focused on animal health and management, all backed up by that exceptional service. We really do enjoy our long-term association with Allflex and thank them very much for, for again supporting us with bringing this podcast to you.